Hi, JJ here with The Art of Value. Well, Tesla Q4 and full year 2022 earnings are out and Elon had quite a bit to say on the earnings call. I'm gonna go through some of the highlights of that call and see what Elon had to say and react to it. Okay, let's get straight into it. It was a fantastic year for Tesla. It was our best year ever on every level. Our team did an amazing job. It's an honor, of course, to work with such, such an incredibly talented group of people. So in 2022, we delivered over 1.3 million cars and achieved a 17% operating margin the highest among any volume car maker. I think maybe among any car maker. Importantly, the Tesla team achieved these records while 20, despite the fact that 2022 was an incredibly challenging year due to forced shutdowns, very high interest rates, and many delivery challenges. So in, the, in Elon's opening remarks, there is quite rightly proud of the industry-leading operating margin and also achieved in, in difficult conditions with rising interest rates, inflation, and as he mentioned, the lockdown in China, the, effect, the factory shutdown. So all these difficulties, but they've come through it and if you remember, as I do, back to the very first Tesla car that was made, 1.3 million cars in 2022, it's an achievement in itself. People tend to forget that, but it's pretty incredible growth and just to even have a successful car company. The most common question we've been getting from investors is about demand. So I want to put that concern to rest. Thus far in January, we've, we've seen the strongest orders year to date than, than ever in our history. We, we currently are seeing orders at almost twice the rate of production. So, I mean, that, that, it's hard to say whether that will continue twice the rate of production, but the orders are, are high. And, um, and we've actually raised the Model Y price a little bit in response to that. So we, do not, we, we think demand will be good despite probably a contraction in the uh, automo automotive market as a whole. So I think this could be one of the reasons for the 10% lift in share price in the last session after earnings because the demand addressed address the demand question. People have been questioning that. They've got a lot of demand, a lot more orders coming in than, product, than they can produce. So that's very good. And he said they've raised the price of the Model Y a little bit in response to that. So people were talking about the price cuts lowering margins. It turns out that there's huge demand by, by doing that and they've raised the price a little bit. So that's looking good. Basically, price really matters. I think there's just a vast number of people that want to buy a Tesla car, but can't afford it. And and so these price changes really make a difference for the average consumer. It's it's sometimes you know for those for people who are well you know have a lot of money they, they sort of forget about how important affordability is. And it's it's always been our goal at Tesla to make cars that are affordable to as many people as possible. So I'm glad that we're able to do so. On lowering prices, he reminds investors that they do want to make affordable cars and lowering the prices goes towards that, means they can make more of them. And the Tesla mission to accelerate the advent of sustainable transport means that there must be affordable cars, of course. So we can investors can worry about the margins dropping, but he's happy to make affordable cars. Fair enough. Uh, with respect to autopilot, as of now, uh, we deployed full self-driving beta to uh, in, on four city streets to roughly 400,000 customers in North America. This is a huge milestone for autonomy as FSD beta is the only way any consumer can actually test the latest, latest AI-powered autonomy. And we're currently at about 100 million miles of, of FSD outside highways. And our published data shows that improvement in safety statistics is very clear. So we would not have released the FSD beta if the safety statistics were not excellent. So he addressed the FSD beta, full self-driving beta, 400,000 available to 400,000. He didn't say that's how many people were using it. Obviously available is different than people using it, but that's pretty amazing in itself. And 100 million miles, I think he said there, of data that they have able to get so far on it. So he said it's improving all the time. And I think that's true. It's good. I think that he said it won't be ready by the end of the year. He stopped saying things like that year after year. I think that's a good thing as long as people know that it's improving. And it obviously is. If you see the videos, it's sort of going well. So that's something to look forward to in the future, I think, as far as I'm concerned as an investor. Our long 
long-term goal is to get to well in excess of 1,000 gigawatt hours of cells produced internally and continue to, to use other cell providers. So to be clear, we, we will continue to use other cell providers, just that the demand for uh, lithium-ion batteries uh, is quasi-infinite and will be for quite some time. So we feel we can uh, scale a lot faster using both suppliers and internally produced cells. So of course here he's talking about battery cells, producing them internally and externally. Basically I think what he's saying is as many as they can get externally and internally. And the, for the industry as a whole, I've heard it could come down to the battery materials, especially lithium. So basically there's going to be as much lithium as can be supplied, used within the industry. And Tesla is one of those players, obviously the biggest one in the EVs. And Tesla needs those batteries. Energy storage, also see record growth and we, that, that is continuing to accelerate. It's always worth remembering that the, the three pillars of a sustainable energy future are obviously electric vehicles, solar and wind, and then the third key item is stationary storage to store the energy from solar and wind because obviously the sun doesn't shine all the time and the wind doesn't blow all the time. So if you have those three things, you can, uh, you can convert all of Earth to a fully sustainable situation. Uh, many times over, actually. So I would like to just you know, make it clear that there, there is a path to a fully sustainable future for humanity, and we, our goal at Tesla is to accelerate progress on that path as much as humanly possible. Yeah, so we we're obviously ramping up megapack production, and uh, we, we expect to get to grow at a rate quite a bit faster than our vehicle uh, output. As an investor, I'm glad he talked about energy storage here. It's one of the things I'm most excited about. It's one of the least glamorous in Tesla, but storage, as he said before, has the potential to be as big as auto, and I think it has a potential to be very big. He said it's ramping up, and there's a lot of potential here. If there's any limiting factor, it's going to be battery materials for not just Tesla, but other companies as well. But I can see energy storage is going to be have huge demand in the coming decades, as he mentioned, towards a sustainable future. Those pillars he mentioned that Tesla is well involved in all of them except for wind. But definitely the storage aspect could be huge for Tesla. In conclusion, we are taking a view that we want to keep making and selling as many cars as we can. Uh, we believe we can keep pushing for strong volume growth while retaining the industry's best operating margins. As we mentioned many times before, we want to be the best manufacturer. Really, manufacturing technology will be our, our most important long-term strength. So he thinks they can maintain the industry-leading margins, and he talked about the manufacturing strength there, which is interesting because that could be a moat. As far as moats go, sustainable competitive advantages, I think this innovation and in manufacturing is hard to sustain. But I think if anybody can, if, as long as Elon's there, they can do that. If you look at what's happening with SpaceX, you know, the, it definitely innovation in manufacturing is one of his strengths. And if Tesla can do that, they could maintain their mode. I think that's, that is going to be important. If you're getting value out of this episode so far and you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button to help with the algorithm to spread it to more people and give me that little dopamine hit that we all love. Thanks. First, on demand, as Elon mentioned, customer interest in our products remains high. Second, on cost reduction, we're holding steady on our plans to rapidly increase volume while improving overhead efficiency, which is the most effective method to retain strength in our operating margins. In particular, we're accelerating improvements in our new factories in Austin, Berlin, and in-house cells, where inefficiencies are the highest. But we are attacking every other area of cost and unwinding cost increases created from multiple years of COVID-related instability. In net, we've priced our products with a view towards a longer-term cost structure. Thus, there will be an impact on operating margin in the near term. However, we believe our margins will remain healthy and industry-leading over the course of the year. Okay, this is really important, I think, although not one of the most glamorous areas, again, cost reduction and efficiency. So if they want to maintain their margins, it's good that they they know that's important. As the new factories ramp is to 
get costs down, get costs down and more efficiencies up as they ramp and then their existing operations, they know that that's a good way to maintain their industry leading margins, especially this year if there's going to be a recession. Third, we are continuing to ensure funding is prioritized for our long-term roadmap. This includes expanding in-house cell production, bringing Cybertruck to market, development of our next generation vehicle platform, expansion of our manufacturing footprint and growth of the energy business. We're looking forward to discussing these plans in more detail on our investor day in a month. Again, this is important for their growth, the long-term roadmap. It sounds like from that list, there's a lot going on from storage, the Cybertruck to the new product platform, which is probably going to be that affordable car, which could be their biggest product yet. So there's so much going on, so much growth to go, and there's a lot to do, obviously. It's good to hear them talk about that. And I'm looking forward to that investor day coming up where they can talk more about the, their product roadmap. Something that um, I think some of the smart uh, retail investors understand, but I, but I think a lot of others uh, maybe don't, is that um, every, every time we sell a car, it has the ability just from just from up, uploading software to have um, full self-driving enabled. And the full self-driving is obviously getting uh, better very rapidly. That's actually a tremendous upside potential because all of those cars, with, with a few exceptions, I mean, only, only a small percentage of cars don't have hardware three. So that means that there's millions of cars where full self-driving can be sold at, at essentially 100% gross margin. And, and the value of FSD grows as the autonomous capability grows and then when it becomes fully autonomous that is a value increase in the fleet that might be the biggest asset value increase of anything in history the biggest asset value increase of anything in history that's a big call he said that before with fsd when it becomes fully autonomous that's the leap so you know people are wanting it to happen expecting it to happen he's been saying it's been going to happen every year for a long time but when it does eventually happen we'll have we will have to see if that's true but in the meantime as he said with the margins 100% margin basically on the software so tesla is a hardware and software company of course and the more software that they can deploy and have it paid for say on a subscription basis including fsd that is definitely going to help their margins you know, for 2023 cybertruck will not be you know a really significant contributor to the bottom line, but, but it will be in next year. Um, it's an incredible product. I can't wait to drive it personally. It will be the car that I drive uh, every day. I'm actually just, I'm wearing the t-shirt with the smashed glass. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those products that only comes along once in a while and it's really special. So this is the year of the Cybertruck. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens when it's released. As he said, it won't really have much of an impact until next year, 2024. But as he said, it could be a special product. It remains to be seen what will happen. I'm, I'm actually fascinated to see what happens. It reminds me a lot of the DeLorean and he, Elon on Twitter said the other day he kind of respected, he really liked that design. Having said that, it wasn't popular. It didn't sell many, you know, it was kind of became a cult car from Back to the Future movies and a lot of people liked it, but it wasn't a mass product. So this could have the capacity to be like that. We're not within, it's actually not that popular. We'll have to see, it's gonna be interesting. People either love it or they hate it. So it's gonna be interesting to see if it's a flop, that's gonna change things. If it's a wild success, that's gonna change things again as well. Um, I should also say that there, we have other products in development. We're not gonna announce them obviously, but, but they're very exciting. Um, and I think we'll blow people's minds when, you know, when, they, when we reveal them. Tesla has the most exciting product roadmap of any company on earth. Uh, by a long shot, we'll continue to, I think, be in that position. We, we, we've got more great ideas than we, we know what to do with here. So the future is very exciting. I'm looking forward to hearing more about the product roadmap, perhaps at Investor Day coming up. And as he said, they've got more ideas than they know what to do with. So it will be interesting to see what 
what more products they've got on the cards, especially I, I can see if the affordable car, that could be their biggest yet, apart from the Cybertruck. I don't see the Cybertruck being their biggest, most popular, but I do see a smaller affordable electric car that runs well, that people want to buy and is really affordable. I think that could be their, a huge product worldwide. We'll have to see. As I said in the last call, I, I, you know, there's, there's going to be bumps along the way and, and uh, you know, I think we'll probably have a you know, pretty difficult recession this year probably i hope not but probably and so you, you know one can't predict the short-term sort of stock value because you know when there's a recession and people panic in the stock market then prices of stocks with value of stocks can can drop sometimes to surprisingly low levels but long term i am convinced that tesla will be the most valuable company on earth so again elon repeats the point he said before that he thinks tesla will be the most valuable company on earth he said that before it's a big call again but i mean i could see how they could get there especially with storage and cars i think storage could be a massive business and other the other things that they've got going as well i, I mean i agree with that i can see a pathway to get there but he's talking long term and of course the about the share market share price going up and down i bought for the first time recently when it was kind of near the bottom which i'm kind of happy about i don't know if it's going to have a lower low i think it's quite possible we've had a rally uh, Michael Burry thinks there's more downside there quite possibly could be. I was actually hoping for it to go down more. I've made some videos about that. Managed to get it at 125, but I, I would have been happy to get it a lot lower than that. I was waiting for that. So my position's not as big as it could be, and we'll see what happens in the future. As we get closer and closer to solving real-world AI, and we don't see anyone even close to us in, in, in achieving this. So the value, I, 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 think you, I think you appreciate this, and a few others do, but um, most of the, don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so this, this is the, the thing that you know has order of magnitude potential um, market cap uh, improvement for Tesla. So he's talking about real world AI. Tesla's on the way to solving it. And with FSD and the AI behind that, which is getting better all the time. Obviously he's talked about the Tesla bot. So there, there's a lot that could go on there if, as AI improves real world AI is talking about. So basically robots, robots on wheels, robots on legs, as opposed to just software that is solving problems that are not that's not really physical. So there's been a lot of talk about how it's not just an auto company, it's definitely not. There's a lot of software involved and Elon's obviously have got a background on that, very good at that, different from other auto companies. So they are. that's one of the ways they're ahead and he'll keep plowing forward with AI. And obviously that's gonna be one of the hype areas this year. So partly I think in the marketing point of view, he wants to talk about that because he knows this year, even through a recession, AI is gonna make great strides. and. That will be the case at Tesla, probably, hopefully, with Dojo and so forth. Let's see what happens. And I'm curious how you see the current competitive landscape changing over the next few years and who you see as your chief competitors you know, five years from now. Well, five years. Five years is a long time. <laughs> you know, I was, I was with the Tesla Autopart AI team until late, late last night, and just we were just asking, I was just like, so who do we think is close to Tesla with for a general solution for? self-driving and, and we still don't, don't even know really who would even be the, just in second it really seems like we're I, I, right now i don't think you could see second place with telescope or at least we can't I don't, that won't last forever so in, in, in five years i don't know probably somebody's figured it out <laughs> i don't think it's any of the car companies that we're aware of i'm just guessing that someone might figure it out eventually i mean beyond that Elon, like in the in the vehicle space even though the market's shrinking we're growing and evs have doubled almost year over year so like it, it whoever keeps up with the, the, the trend of EVs is, is going to be a competitor. You know, the Chinese are scary. We always say that. Um, but, but like, 
you know, I, a lot of people always look at the or, you know, EV market share, but we always look at it as how much of the total vehicle space do we have, and we're just going to keep growing in that space. It's not, there's 95% for us to go get. Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to say, like, uh, you know, we have a lot of respect for the car companies in China. They are the most competitive in the world. That is our experience, and the Chinese market is the most competitive. They work the hardest, and they work the smartest. That's So a lot of respect for the China car companies that we're competing against. So if I, if I were to guess, there were probably some company out of China is the most likely, you know, to, to, to be second, you know, to Tesla. And, but we, we are, uh, the Tesla China, China team is winning in China. <laughs> so we, you know, and I think we actually are able to attract the, the best talent in China. Hopefully that continues. So talking about the competition, Elon was talking about FSD and AI there, saying that Tesla's way ahead the way that he sees it. I'm not so sure about that. I think there's there are other things going on. There are other companies doing interesting things with FSD. They might be using different equipment, but there's, there's definitely other things going on. But being implemented on the road as Tesla is, is definitely, there's nobody kind of doing it at that scale yet. And also talking about China, competition in China. Uh, they didn't mention a name there, but the name that comes to mind for me is BYD, which I think a lot of Tesla investors don't even know about, or they, they've kind of, they know about it only recently. They kind of didn't even think about it for a long time. They make a lot of cars and their capability is very good and they are selling a lot in China, starting to sell a lot. Of course, they would have the backing of the Chinese government as well. So they're talking about that, definitely the China market there, this formidable competition, but it could be worldwide. If you think of what, what Japanese cars did in previous decades, I think BYD is their most formidable competition. Have you got any comments on what I said or what Elon said during the video? Leave it in the YouTube comments or on Twitter at The Art of Value. And if you've got this far in the video, maybe consider subscribing or if you are not already on YouTube or in your favorite podcast app. And I'll see you again. Thanks for watching or listening.